All right, what's up, everyone? Yes, yes, y'all, you don't stop. Big John come rocking a short shot. What's up? Welcome back. Call to the pen here at Call to the Pen HQ, part of the Hammer HQ betting network. What's up, Mike K? Yeah, holy cannoli. No kidding. Baltimore run line. It was in the bag the entire time, right? No doubt about it. Although, right, the positive part of the cap there was keeping an eye on the bullpen situations and using that to determine F5 versus full game. And we mentioned that and that ended up being the difference. And a lot of times it is with these bad teams. You'll see how you could bet their overs, bad teams like the Pirates and the A's. You could bet those first five team total overs. They're just not going to win because they don't have the pitching, right? They don't have the horses to keep up with good teams. OPMG, big day coming up. I hope so, man. Every day feels like a big day around here. We get it when we fit around here. Again, as the show continues to progress, I hope it's getting better, more actionable. We're trying to focus more on the PM slate. So that's what we're going to be doing. We had 6 PM game, 6.30 post. And then we're going to circle back and blow through everything for the true DJs. I was saying it off air, but you know, I don't really hide anything from the people I really care about. If you're here 45 minutes into the show, you're obviously digging what we're doing. Obvious DJ, you know, rolling with the Colton Penn crew. So I think I might have been, I'm not saying like alienating or isolating people, but I remember when I was just purely consuming content and I had a regular job on the way home, I would hate, you know, hearing content for games that might have been going on already already happened. It's kind of a turnoff. A lot of times I might just switch past that. So we'll focus on the stuff we could sick our teeth into, main slate for all the all the normies. And then, you know, we'll go back for the wackadoos, you know, me and you, Hammer HQ style. Using bet stamp, by the way. Beautiful day to get sucked into Lucas Giulio again. Yeah, I guess so did Johnson. Man, he's a he's such a tough one. It's it's hard for me sometimes. The season moves so fast. I'm doing so much different kinds of work that you really need to dive into some of these guys and see what's going on. When I get a chance, sometimes in my spare time, I find that's what I end up doing, though not gambling. Getting into the pitcher analysis and stuff that I just really enjoy, all the fantasy stuff that I really do enjoy. All right, let's get in. Let's try to make some of that money people are talking about. Been doing good so far, right? Up a couple of units, but whatever. I also think units probably a bit more impressive when you bet fractions of them. Right. Let's say you bet 15 units a day and you're up two units. Obviously, you know, you're not you're not much protection there. If you're up a couple of units and you only bet, you know, a quarter at a time, a tool, you know, a nickel at a time, even a third of at a time, you know, up two units, you're up six bets. And don't say you have any kind of cushion, like you could rest in your laurels, but gives you an idea of what we're doing here, betting sustainability at the four. Damani asked my my homies up in here, of course. Happy hump day. Every day we're grabbing at, you know, we're grabbing at B by the haunches. We're humping it into submission. Tell me there's some value with the snakes. We're, we're, we're going to get there. We'll get to them. Man, they're a really tough team. I think I think for the Diamondback backers out there, Diamondbackers like myself, we almost might want them to stink up front. Let's let the market kind of write them off. And then as they bounce back and they start to add good pitching, right, Brendan Fott on deck, Drake Jameson going today. With the hitters that we like, they're also sitting on a couple guys, right? Lawler down there. Perdomo looking good. He was once a highly talented guy that we've gotten kind of rid of. You know, we get Ahmed out of the way. Perdomo plays every day. Arizona, pretty exciting. They need to add an arm to the bullpen. But yeah, let's let's get I think that's a team we're going to be backing. Well, let's dive into the 630 games. Like I said, I, I tried to get detailed. You know me, I have trouble getting finding detail between too much detail, not enough detail. And then kind of running out of time, far as sports in the house. The usual suspects, you want to go where everybody knows your name, right? <laughs> where was we're oh so glad you came. Right, you want to be with the where the DJs are. You want to know wherever he calls your name. Call to the pen HQ. Rate review and subscribe. Audio only people. We got you as well. I think this this nighttime stuff is more for you than anybody. Again, enough of that. We need more of this. The fastest show in MLB, absolutely anywhere. You know, you can take that shite to the bank, rubber stamp it, my name on it, guaranteed. Let's get to it. Oakland. At Baltimore, you know, our entire crew was watching that one. I was chewing my nails as Grayson Rodriguez was giving up runs to the A's yesterday. He looked good, not great. I think brighter brighter things to come. Funny how, you know, even including myself, I kind of write off the A's. Interesting enough, if you're into all the everything and all the everything, right, because I kind of do all that, follow me up on Twitter at John Magaza. It'll take you to the Sharpener link. But you just, just keep, just bookmark the Google Doc. It's all free right now. Enough people have been paying the 24 cents a day that I just would love to keep it open. Like, I can't care about the money. You know, you're going to be doing this for the, for the dollars and the cents. Show you I'm not a hard-hearted man. I don't know who gets that reference. 
But all right, man, that was something. A scoring, right? Losing the game with the bullpen, like we said. All right, it's the elephants balancing on beach balls. Can Walder yuck? How much yuck could a Walder Chuck yuck if a Walder Chuck could yuck? Would it's been really, really bad. 43 and a third innings on the career, 685 ERA, 145 with 930 OPS. Pretty much everyone, everyone in all star up against Waldy. Six and a quarter, fifth, not any good. Six and a third, deserved ERA. 13 and a half, K minus walk, 24% CSW. That's cold strikes plus whiffs. That's entirely too low. He misses way too much. The shadow. I have some location metrics up on a pitching sheet. I provide part of that whole shebang package coming at you hot and heavy. By the way, if you're listening and you haven't signed up, I don't even want your quarter. Go open it up and you can follow along. I think it's really helpful to help you understand how we draw up these descriptions of our pitchers. Waldachuk again. He's just had a really tough go. Discipline basket we mentioned. Lots of contact. Not enough chases. Too many fly balls without the infield flies. Right, quick lesson here. When we're doing less games, I think it's always a good time to try and understand how we get to these things. That's why, you know, that's how I feel is the best way for me to impact you. If I give you the data, rather than have to give you the answers, if I give you the data and show you the pathway, you know, you end up finding the answers yourself. A couple people tagging me today, showing me all their wins, stuff I didn't have. Yankees in particular, Algo was screaming. That is really what makes me very happy. Again, my worry right now is just to not get people in trouble when we get further into the season and our risk allotment is a bit higher we'll probably be splitting bets in the same game that was the whole thing people wonder why i didn't go after the yankee team total i had i had everything yankees yesterday not to be a homer we ended up going with rizzo because i loved it it was plus 120 so i took the odds i didn't want to load up you right you got to be careful with things that correlate because you could miss them all at once and you don't want to get smoked over levered on one game. So that was my answer to it again, right? When we do less games, rather than me having to do the Tasmanian devil thing, you got all the information. If I show you how to use it, you know, here's the fishing pole, show you how to bait the hook and then go get it. Yeah, Brian Rose, I think it was him screaming algo play of the day. The Yankees are just screaming. So go, go check the algo man play. This thing is a profit fountain. It is a legit profit center. I can't cover it all. I need your help. You know, let's do it. Okay, so Wall the Chuck has been really bad. He went three, gave a five, then went five, gave a four. He's throwing a new sinker. One of the things I did like about him, the fastball shape, actually not bad. One of the things I do it to go after. But man, a zipping really rough. Wall the Chuck, seven home runs through eight and two thirds so far. He's having trouble with the ball, I think. Six of seven home runs to righties, five of seven on the fastball. I'm sorry, when I mentioned the shape, that was for Kramer. I'm sorry about that. Waldachuk, it's all yuck all the time so far. Sorry about that again. So back up just a second. Waldachuk really struggling with the homers. With the homers on the fastball to righties, 857 expected slug year to date. And he's throwing it, you know, 40% of the time or whatever. So we want to get behind it. Let's go first play of the day. Let's get those props up. Mr. Adley Rutschman. I shared this one with my subs, but I like to have a little overlap. My favorite plays, right? We do want to make some money here. Adley Rutschman, year-to-date versus lefties, 467 batting average, a 12-22 OPS, 200 ISO. Let's stop again. Learn a quick lesson how we use the fishing pole. ISO is isolated slugging in the game of total bases where walks do not count. Isolated slugging is quite literally a measure of extra base hits. That three-digit number is a percentage, 200 ISO is a 20% extra base hit rate. So if we're getting five bases and we're the heavy favorite with the high team total, right? We're hopefully we're going to get six licks at it. Should get us there. Hopefully we get it with the first inning double, of course, or a ding dong. I'm seeing 120 up there. Let's get it using betstamp.com forward slash call to the pen. Right out of the bat, big Johnny taking care of the housekeeping. You know, my, you know, the, the Lord is mowed. The garbage is taken out right here. You know. Cleanliness next to godliness next to profit, hopefully. Well, I'm just compulsive and I can't work in a messy space. No joke. That's that's real. You know, clean your workspace if you want to roll with the big man. So I like Adley. Also, one more. Let's get a nickel. We're going to go for him one more time, right? Why shouldn't we? It's the Austin Hayes home run. Austin Hayes just feasting on lefties so far this year. Have check, check. Here's my analysis. Austin Hayes against lefties. LOL. Laughing out loud, 56% barrel, 44% blast. Stop one more lesson. Feathers sticking out of the cap here as we, you know, ye professori doing the thing. Blast again, the ideal subset of barrels. Sometimes barrels don't always get it done. Barrels blast are where we want to be. Um, I'm going to try and get some of that data out to production, but blast where you want to be. 
Hayes, 44% blast rate against lefties. Jesus. 662 ex Woba. I thought we missed on the plus 900 because he set one over 400 feet and didn't go. He ended up hitting on another one. Elston Hayes just going nuclear. Again, big plays. We're going with a, a 0.3, right? So it's not quite a third. 0.3 units. The whole run calls are 0.05. Drop a nickel on it, especially with these delicious prices. Did I see a plus, plus 600, plus 650 for Hayes? Love that. Keep that number plus five fifty in mind. That's really a delicious number of home runs. If I get a if I get a home run tracker hit, I'm gonna go for it at at 0.05 units again. Long shots can fit into a portfolio providing your you know kind of managing the risk. Sorry, stumbled there for a second. Oakland offense pretty terrible, but they are making contact. So. As much as I bashed him, I, I know I posted the F5 team told on it. I think that may have moved already, so it's just not even viable right now. It's been a rough go. I think Baltimore will win. Kramer just the guy. That's what I was looking at. Kramer just the guy. 4-7 ERA, 1-4 whip on the career. Went three, gave up five. Went five, gave up four. I'm sorry. That was my mistake. I quoted that from Wallachuk before. He's throwing a new sinker, and he, his fastball, not terrible. It's looking pretty good. That's why we're not really going after him for a game over. 10% career K minus walk is probably just tells the tale. It's just too boring sometimes, especially in this day and age. You really got to get the swings and misses. You know, nothing really terrible here for Kramer, crispy Kramer. He just, it's a little whack, but he's keeping the ball in the yard. So that's why we're not really going after him. 330 expected Roba, one home run per nine. Really not terrible again. Just a guy. I think Baltimore gets it done, but we, <laughs> I think we, Burned up those, you know, those sweats, those sweat drops on Baltimore. Let someone else have that. You know, we always have another day where maybe we have a better, like, look at it, right? So we got the Adley total base prop, plus 120, the Hayes home run prop. Let's move it on. Boston Red Stockings going to Florida to face the flat fish, those Rays. It's Chris Sale on the bump against rookie Taj Bradley. So, Immediately, I know people kind of running to this one. These I'm more interested in watching. I'm still in kind of a data collection phase. Fire Sports says O's team total. Yeah, I hear you, dog. I hear I hear you barking, dog. You know, it's good. And again, I'm just not I'm just not double levering on single games for on the show. I'm trying not to. But yeah, you can absolutely go get it. I think ball I think Baltimore cracks them up. They're on fire right now. I should have done some Baltimore offensive stat stuff. They're just they're killing it. 13% bow rate last seven. Stop really quick. Sorry again. I know I keep self, shamelessly self-promoting my old stuff, but it, it works in accordance with this show, right? We can't do it all, so I have to keep referring to the to the to the tool bank and the work. Where I had 2022 stats, no one cares about that anymore. We've got last seven and year to date kind of splitting it, so you can get an idea. Moving averages, waka waka, right? How these things kind of work in in accordance. Michael Kalo, anytime you're getting a raise, TT with positive money on the raise, yeah, go get it. All right, here's my spiel. I tweeted this before. Tune in at noon to find out why I'm terrified backing Chris Sale. And you know, I'm just I'm gonna be completely honest here. It looks like my one of my first major L's. You know, he looked like he was crisp in spring training and healthy and stuff. So I thought for like fantasy purposes, and then eventually betting Chris Sale would be good. I bet on him and we lost. I'm not gonna keep smacking my head into the tree. But when I went to dive in, I did pop the hood on Chris Sale. That like I said, you know. It will benefit us amputating those front games, not only for me being selfish, trying to get more listeners so we can keep bringing the show to you, but it allows me to take a closer look at some of this stuff, right? Like Chris Sale, you can't just blindly back or fade a guy like this. You gotta have to know what's going on. So Chris Sale went out three innings, gave up seven, then went up five, gave up three. The second was against the Tigers. I have, I'm officially terrified. Let me tell you why. Fastball velo down almost two miles an hour for Chris Sale. That's always been a problem for him because he has too much sink on the fastball. Stopping again, quick lesson when we doing this fastball stuff because I think this is at the center of the minutia of winning F5 games right away, 15 outs, when we're grading these fastball diagnostics. Now, Stuff Plus, and I do have that included in my picture sheet, you guessed it. But I like to look at the physical measures myself. And there's always too much sink, right? We don't want too much sink on a four-seamer. That's a rising fastball, the ones that don't sink. So Chris Sale up near 19, 20 inches of sink. That's right near a sinker, and that's here's the problem. With the reduction in velo, the fastball started to get spanked 
1,400 X slug on the field, on the fastball year to date. So what have we seen him start to throw the sinker instead? That's a 15% whiff pitch. Major problems for Chris Sale. I mean, even if like he gets right as this new sinker pitcher, it's not what you thought. So I think he's going to be in trouble. Tampa Bay offense, I just put goaded, right? I mean, is there anything like goaded? Tampa Bay offense, check it out. On the season, first in runs, homers, OBP, OPS, strikeout rate, <laughs> fly ball rate, barrel rate, WOBA. That's just about everything. Zoom in last seven. It's, they're getting even better. 417 team WOBA last seven, 14% barrel, 15K to 10 and a half walk, 983 team OPS. They are smoking hot right now. Rays smoking. I wonder if the you know analytical team on the hitting side got some of that mad Michael's uh you know special juice or whatever. They look phenomenal right now. Tampa Bay Rays just getting it going. Taj Brown, the other side. Listen, first time out, six innings pitched. I have 8K max in AAA 2022. So I like to go back and, you know, just see what we got. Did the guy hang double-digit strikeouts? Is he a 30% K guy? Not that you could draw too much. Just give you an idea of the landscape. I'm going to be honest. I, people seem to love Taj Bradley. I was not, like, overly impressed. 257 ERA, 104 whip through 134 innings in the minors, but it was multiple stops. So we like that. Like I said, we didn't have those no like determinative starts in the minors, and usually like to see that no seven inning games. He didn't go into the seventh once, and didn't strike out more than nine hitters once. You know, kind of the things that we like to see. He had two starts in AAA this year. He got roughed up, you know, so he's up because of the effort injury. I'm not sure they wanted to bring him up. So seven innings pitched, four earned runs here to date so far. Home run troubles in the upper levels. So, you know what, let's hit this one. I didn't get it. Let's bring up the F5 board here. Yeah, I think we got to go over this one for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know I love plus money on the over. But even if you get, remember the 10-cent swing, everybody. We'll call it the five twos could do. Five times two is ten. The five twos could do. As long as you're getting this one at minus one ten or better. But really, again, bet stamp kind of proving its worth. So we're going over 4.5 F5. Right, we're going to kind of fade sale. With Tampa, and we're going to kind of fade Bradley in his first time out. I mentioned that yesterday, fading somebody off right, right, Kyle Wright, and we would have got hit on that one. So, again, as much as you like a pitcher, I don't like to start them in fantasy first time up. Baltimore, well, I'm sorry, Baltimore, Boston offense, red legs, red stockings. Doing pretty well as far as discipline 18.5K, 9% team swinging strike, 88 zone contact. Putting the ball in the air but not hitting it hard enough. 38 hard hits, 7% barrel. I'm not going to do it. Better than average, though. Also very consistent. 345 and 346, respectively. Expected Woba versus lefties and righties. All important split. And I like to look at X Woba in particular. That, again, part of the team stats that you'll get when you roll with me. Thank you, Rob Pizzola, the pizza man, bringing you a large round in the shape of uh Tasmanian devil here. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Because it matters, right? This is the stuff that I do. This is my kind of war room, and I brought to you as kind of my brainchild. You know, I've worked for the premium companies, and I said, man, I wonder if we could bring premium content, premium thinking, right? Like legit, this is legit high-end stuff. I hate to brag, but I've got paid for it before. Like, I don't, you know, it's not in my opinion. This is stuff you get paid for. Some of these lessons are the consultation stuff you pay big money for, right? Now, I take a lot of pride in that. So hat tip Rob bringing us the universe, everything. The Jedi Library of stuff. So let's go get this one over 4.5 for sure. And let's move it on. Again, see, I, I kind of enjoy being able to take a second more of a breath into each of these games. Don't worry, we will circle back. And I was actually thinking for the users, maybe doing like a flip, right? So I run a full game parlay at nighttime for my F5 PM betters. Maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a DDP for this afternoon. You know, dropping that nickel again. People kind of bust my chops about parlays. Why do you parlay? Why do you parlay? Well, first of all, all the plays are viable. So if you like, you could split it up all you like, right, Robin, do whatever you like. Uh, me, I, I don't know. I didn't have to sound like a fraud or, or shill or anything. But I do have to kind of entertain, right? There is, like I said, it fits into my practice. I actually used to call it the cost of doing business tax, right? You know, you don't have if to be a sports better professionally. You don't need a, you know, I'm in New York City. You know what it costs you to get a storefront, like insurance and stuff like that, turn the lights on, electricity and, and water and stuff like that. 
So every day I can afford, I can afford that parlay, right? Just to put the lights on. It just also got me exposure to full games that might turn around. And again, I don't know, kind of got popular with me, money on them, which I guess is the most important thing, right? I probably should have led with that. I may be the worst salesman of my own stuff because I'm always apologizing because I was afraid we're going to start losing. You know, I, like I said, I care more about your money than I do about mine. All right, let's move it up. The T Grace, let's get an eight mile Detroit Rock City, baby. They're going to Toronto. It's Erod and the T Grace to meet Kevin Gaussman and the Blue Jays. Ball was flying in Toronto. Oh, I didn't get this up, and I can't bring. I can't fish for it right now. But I will start. I will start looking at um ballparks right that have changed. I love Derek Harding. The infinite amount of respect for him. Quite literally. He his assumption. Everyone could be wrong. We don't even know if he is it. That, that the, the jury's still out. But the thing was, it wasn't really going to matter. It looks like it will right off the bat. Ball just jumping at the Rogers Center, whatever. So let's go Detroit and Toronto. Erod last year, 101 innings. Again, if you follow the picture sheet, I go back back to 2022. Right now, we want his big samples, and then I'll zoom in for you. Four two eight ERA, one three WHIP. Kind of boring. Urban indicators up above four and a half. Single digit came on his walk. 18 percent WHIP rate. Really. Not what you'd expect. Really kind of just a guy is a lefty, right? We don't get that a lot. We got a lot of just a guy righties. Erod is a just a guy lefty. And this year it's been a tough go. 10 innings pitch, 6-3, ERA, 1-3 whip. Sierra up near 6, 14% K, 9.5% walk. Not any good there. 7% swing and strike. Not going to get it done. 90% contact. Contact? So if you're going to be pitching to contact to the Blue Jays, I mean, let's get some home run props up here. The obvious one is Matt Chapman. I think he just got it. Let's go Vlad Guerrero. I should have looked at it first. I'm sorry. If it's not three, if it's if it's 300, I'm not doing it. I won't do it. Okay, 400. Well, we go Vlad for four. Jay Bird on the ones and twos. Hat tip to my production team here is awesome. I said we learn we the we are the one man bands, <laughs> the two man bandarino. <laughs> me, me and Jay Bird. Just handle it all. So again, as long as you get four hundred, I'm not. Look at that. Look at that bottom price. FanDuel. We've been kind of calling out FanDuel is never going to hire us. I'm sorry, <laughs> really, are never going to hire us. They have the worst pricing of player props. To be honest, how about this? I, I get more compliment. It's probably because they, they just don't want. It. They're not seeing value in it. They're pricing themselves out on purpose. And if you want their prices, to be glad to take your money. Don't pay three hundred. Four twenty five for Vlad. Lock in at least at four ten four hundred. Four hundred. I said five fifty before, just because I've been jumping the shark because they keep giving us these lovely prices. But Vlad Guerrero four hundred. Can we bring up Chapman as well? Pretty please. Um, you know the pricing's just been crazy. Chapman's on fire. Okay, now Ch Chapman you can have. No, 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 no. Chapman you can have. Also, I don't want to. I don't want to chase. Felt a little like chasing. So Erod left-handed pitcher, just a guy. Vlad Guerrero, a uh, goat. Like do we even? I don't know. Sometimes we. <laughs> We have to do that stuff. It's fun sometimes, right? It's fun. I know I end up as a right as a handicapper and analyst, you usually end up breaking down stuff in the fringe, right? Because that's what people want to know. Like, what's going on with this guy that's broken? Well, how about stuff that's fun? Vlad Guerrero versus lefties this year, 467 BA, 1000 OPS. That'll play 212 WRC plus, all the stuff we love to see. He has not hit a home run yet. He does have a double. I think the home run comes today. So Vlad Guerrero, we're putting a nickel on all these home run props just to keep it consistent, right? I love that. No questions asked. If you hear it saying, that's what it is. We're putting a nickel right now, 120th of a unit. But again, with these nice odds, get you up to, right, if you hit the five to one, get you up to a quarter, which is what we're putting on a bet. And now you're, you know, you're collecting full bets on these little prop plays. Again, sustainability, really at the center of all my work. I can't guarantee you we're going to win. I really wish I could. If I could guarantee you would win and I would lose, I would do it. I would take that deal. But it's really about the process. Remember, we don't swing the bat, throw the ball. We do control our attitudes, our work ethic, the work we put into it, and the way we handle the wins and losses. So, you know, again, that's more important than anything. Picking games is just okay. How about Gaussman? Let's do some baseball stuff. It used to be this used to be a baseball show. Kevin Gaussman, really, really interesting. Re I mean, this is super interesting. I have an assumption. We'll see. So far this year, hasn't given up a run. 12 innings, zero runs, 27.5K, 6% walk. So what's so funny, Jenny? The fastball velo down nearly two miles an hour, something we might generally go up. And check this out. The usage is up. Pretty impressive right there. Not something you see all the time. Velo down, usage up. Whiff rate down, but the shape is excellent. Here is my assumption. We heard a few pitchers talking about this in the offseason. 
Not that Gausman was one of them. But we did hear him talk about it. Pitchers now better understanding the diagnostics that I talk about, right? The impact of rise, the impact of ride, right? The horizontal and vertical movement, velocity, of course, spin rate, we know matter. But with extension, these things, that also matter, diagnostics. Pitchers are learning, right? Generally, always wanting more velo, more velo. Even though generally more velo is going to get you the best shape, okay? Keep that in mind. You don't always want that just because you want to spice it up, right? Variety being the spice of life. Pitchers talking about throwing different four-seamers. I spoke to Eno Saris at The Athletic, my colleague, which sounds weird because he's in order of magnitude further into this than I am. But he seems to be in agreement that, as and as much, I'm not knocking stuff, love stuff plus on the fastball, love it. Where it might fail are pitchers that are throwing different four-seamers. And until we pick up on that and bin them separately. So, again, I know there's a bit of a spiel, but give you an idea of how a pitcher could fail some of the diagnostic tests but still kind of pop up. So, anyway, the splitter is still awesome for Gaussman. And that slider, check it out now. He's only three. He's yet to throw it to the lefties. Again, the sample's still small. It's only 12 innings. But we'll see. That's something I wrote about at the Athletic, a targeted approach, something I'd like to check out also as well. When you find pitchers reshaping arsenals to be disparate for lefties and righties and how it affects, you know, production. So we'll see if he's only that slider off the hook to righties only. So here's another good lesson, feather in the cap, 7.5% total use. So some people kind of look past it. However, he only throws the righties. So if you break it down the righties, it's 16%. It's a secondary pitch. 224, excellent, 43% whiff. So – Really excellent stuff. Toronto landslide on offense, right? Just excellent right now. 288 TBA, 350 OBP. Everything else I think is going to come. 11% barrel, 120 WRC+. plus. Last seven to contact is coming along. That number was a little bit low to start the season. Now it's up near 90. So Toronto Blue Jays, last seven as a team, pairing a 90% in-zone contact with an 11% barrel rate. That'll play 836 OPS. They're not walking, but that's fine for us. Detroit offense has been terrible. And again, I don't think they're good. I do think they're bad. I don't think they'll stay terrible forever. We're, we're going to we think about these teams and players in terms of sine waves. Detroit Tigers, not a good team, also at bottom sine wave. So this is bad news. Bad news for the team race. So far, 205 team BA on the year, 553 team OPS. Zoom in last seven, 280 OBP, 557 OPS. Not any good. Last seven, 1.7% bow rate. Yikes. Yikes. 292 team expected Woba against righties. Just, just Ruh-oh. Toronto, 352 against lefties. Should have mentioned that before. Anytime you get a plus 340 team spike, that's a good place to go for offense. You oftentimes see that reflected. If you check out the F5 part of the algo scores, anything over three, right? Even everything over two and three quarters and three, which makes sense. They've got the ERA related to that. So good way to read the model. Use the work. And make some money. All right, so I think this one, let's check the pricing here. I was probably outside of my realm here. I do like the Toronto money uh, run line. Full game run line, Toronto. How bad is it? 135. I'm not, I'm not, people. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Call it on the cutting room floor. If you're into paying 140 juice, you can have it. I'm sorry. Yell at me if you must. I think Toronto runs away with it. Maybe there's another favorite you really like. You could pair them together for even money if you're going to be a donkey. I don't know. I just I don't want to pay the juice and have to cover the run. It kills me. It really does. It'll probably be seven nothing after two, and I'll look again like an idiot. But again, while I've been successful with what I'm doing, I'm not going to change it because it's worked. Fire sports. What about team total? Let's go to the videotape. Yeah, I've got I've got Toronto at that mark. I have him right below. I've been two six six through five. So I think that was that's probably it. The F five team total got jacked up to two and a half, which again, so I have it right there. I'm not against it. I didn't see the pricing on the full game stuff. Nick Johnson says think it was juiced over. That was just the very first thought on my mind. And you can see where I leave those. I have been pairing the F5 team totals, and I like that. You know, the two runs through five, just such low expectations. 
it's the best. It's the best, man. I just, I just love it because it's so easy. You know, just two runs, bloop and a blast. You don't even need a good offense. Anyway, let's keep going. Cincinnati at Atlanta, going down to the dirty, dirty to face the dirty birdies. Who do we got? It's Hunter Green and Spencer Schreider. Yeah, this one's pretty easy. Just watch this one, people. Hunter Green, super exciting. Numbers don't tell the tale going back to 2022. 134 innings, 4-5 ERA, 1-2-6 whip, 7-40 OPS, kind of yuck. You can see the bright spots, 3-40 Sierra, 3-6 PFIP, which I like to use, Alex Chamberlain's new metric. 31% K, 14 swing strike, 31 and a half whiff, 61 first strike, 80 in-zone contact. I mean, he just he can light you up. When he gets hot, it's crazy good. We saw him come out of the All-Star break last year with the extra velo. He was like not like an SP1. He was the SP1. Just he, you know, his ceiling is Cy Young. Haven't seen it yet. It's been a bit of a struggle, right? That's such as life in a big city. Hunter Green, eight innings, five, six, ERA, two whip. Sierra expected ERA both above four and a half, 32 and a half K. The 15 walk is the problem. Of course, the home runs are down, but the hard hit rate is up. Fly ball rate is way up. You combine those two, you know, what are you gonna get? More home runs on the horizon. Swing your strike down to 10 and a half. I think that will correct. The K's there. He's getting lots of he's buckling people. It's, if you're watching pitch, you, it's hard to believe anyone ever hits him, but it's happened. I think I think on the road, I think it's gonna be really good today. So again, it's been a rough start. The six walks. Only home run. One homer. The velo has been really good. The shape is great. He actually improved the shape on his fastball, which is already like one of the best in the league. So I do like the Atlanta offense. I'm not going to tempt fate here. I think I'm just going to watch this one. Which is, is there like a bigger? Is there a bigger cop out in handicapping? Probably not. Cincinnati offense is kind of trashy. Though I scored yesterday, I'll show you. If you're going to bum up, you know they're going to get you. I don't really, I don't really like them on the road. But you're right; they tagged right yesterday. Pretty good discipline, and that you know again, I, I hope I, I beat this stuff to death. But I hope it really does resonate with people. You hear me talk about the disciplinary statistics now. Oftentimes, they're a leading indicator of production. It really is the truth. And you wonder, like Cincinnati, all the surface stats are terrible. You know, the surface stats are bad. There's no, there's no denying it. The surface stats are bad. Two eighty nine expected robot on the year against righties. Thirty percent hard hit. Eighty three in zone contact. Only two steals. Twenty four and a half percent K. But they you know they're not really their strikeout rate is. Average, but it's the walk rate is up. The swing, the strike rate is low. They don't chase. The line drives are good. So, like, they're forcing you to come in the zone, but where other teams force you in the zone and try and destroy you with home runs, they like have to, you know, settle for singles. In Great America Ballpark, those are doubles and homers, which will be like them. Cincinnati, just a bit, you know, wacky. I don't think they're going to touch Strider today. But it will be interesting to see kind of if, you know, if they're chasing, right? He normally generates tons of whiffs on this stuff outside the zone. 38.5% K rate. This is Spencer Strider, last 143 innings. Just his strikeout stuff's ridiculous. People wonder if he's any good. Yeah, I'll tell you what. 540 OPS to lefties, 506 to righties. Just wow. He is. Really hard to touch. So I think they're going to dominate, but I don't want to pay the juice in case you get good Hunter Green. You know, good Atlanta offense is certainly very good. But that's where I don't like to pay the juice, right? Because you're going to get that juice no matter what. So if you're going to pay the tax, you can definitely find a better spot. I'm going to pass. But if I had to, of course it's the Braves. Difference being the bullpen. Braves bullpen, 3-2-4, ERA, 108, whip on the season. Only one home run per nine. Cincinnati, ERA north of five, whip up near one and a half because of double-digit walk rate. They're already responsible for five losses. Reds bullpen is basura. So I think Atlanta will outlast them. But I think about this, and this kind of goes to the premise of why I like to bet F5s. Why would you pay juice to win a bullpen game? To me, that sounds silly. If, you're want, if you really want to bet the Braves, why don't you just let the game happen? I guess they could run away with it, and this, that's the one scenario where you kind of lose, theoretically. Not any physical money, but you know you lose any opportunity. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Strider prop is at 9.5. That's way too high. K-props is sharing juice to the gills. Holy cow. No, It's almost been like, no thanks. The pricing is insane. 
so yeah, back to this one. I'm not really a big live better, but this that's how I would attack it. Right, if this one's tied to four, the juice won't be what it is now. But the edge will still be the same. So let's move it on. I, I love watching Strider pitch. I'm also a big Hunter Green guy. I don't like to think that it plays into my analysis. I don't like not want to face him, but I just think he's I just think he's really good. And again, when you all the diagnostic stuff checks out, that would be the thing that kind of helps you make the decision. You know, green with the velo, with the spin, with the ride, with the rise, just doing it all. All right, next up, the Royals with cheese, Kansas City, Royals going to Texas. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> Woo! That was a wild one. That was a wild one. We got the run line in. We also got the secret total base prop in right before the injury. So cheers to us. Sometimes it's just as good to be lucky as good, right? But, hey, everybody deserves it. So casing Texas is Brad Keller. That I'm like, now I'm hearing people talk about. Why are they talking about Brad Keller? A 2-6-1 ERA, that's why. Why don't I care about Brad Keller? He has a 1-5 whip. He has an expected ERA and Sierra north of five with a 16% walk rate. True, 63% ground ball and no home runs, but 52% hard hit. I'm not buying this at all. I went to check it out. He is featuring a fastball now with a new curve. The curve actually looks like it's good. 261 ERA, like I mentioned, but who cares? The fastball that he's gotten away with so far has an 800 expected slug to lefties. There's no Seager. We missed him yesterday. He did cross it. I already see his name in the chat. Cue up Nasty Nate. Let's go Nathaniel Lowe. Cue up those total base props. Nate Lowe, just generally a really good hitter, right? So no problem back on there. And... Strong split, all the stuff that we love. Eight, 294 batting average, 500 slug, the 206 ISO, right? That benchmark we're always kind of looking for. One homer and four doubles year to date. That's Nate Lowe, the lefty against the righties. Uh, the 125 would be lovely if you can get it, but I know you'll get one, 110. I posted this earlier today. I know I think I kind of move these. I think I kind of move these lines. Right? When you big man puts his weight on something, they do tend to move. But if you get the 125 or whatever that gold thing is, I can't read. I'm too blind. <laughs> Sorry. But just look for the highest number. I know that's good. So as long as you get plus 115 or better, remember the five twos could do. But if you get the plus 125, let's lock that one in. We love it. Again, point. Ooh, daddy. Can I get a home run prop, please? Let's do this one in live time. Again, you always got to think. All right, let's make this one a hybrid. Hybrid play again, people. I don't want to make things too difficult. But I do want us to think in terms of sustainability. So instead, when we get a hit on the model, that's a plus uh, a bet of 0 0.30. If we also get a home run ping, let's call it, and the odds would place, we're taking a nickel off of the 3 0, right? And not Johnny says betting more. I have to go deeper in my pockets. No, it's the same risk. The same risk. Approaching differently. So 0.25 in the total base prop, 0.05 on the, the home run. Someone's going to yell at me about it, but I would even take, again, remember, plus 550 is still delicious. We got the plus 700 because we're using betstamp.com forward slash call to the pen. Sign up, tell them big jet, etc. So nasty Nate Lowe. I think he's just, I think he's going to eat that, fir that first four CBCs that trash from, from, from Keller. I think Keller gets exposed today. That's my that's my real take on the game. Other side, Evaldi's been good. It's it's a mixed bag always with him. He's been just a guy so far. Ten and two thirds, four two ERA, one three whip, twenty eight percent K. We like to see seven percent walk. Also, right that twenty one percent K minus walk. All the good stuff. He's got kind of Babbitt to death. Three ninety three Babbitt. You got to think that's going to come back to earth. But fifty percent hard hit, fifty percent ground ball. Right, he's been on the other end of the Brad Keller output. Sorry about that. So. I think Evaldi will be okay. Why didn't I like it? Something it had to be something with Kansas City must have something popping. Because I know they kill lefties, and but Evaldi's a righty. 
Kansas City, yeah, the barrel rate's starting to pop up. Some contact rate. That's what it was in combination. Right, again, moving averages. Last seven for Kansas City. Not that you're chasing last seven because, well, you're not. The production's out there. 250-16 Wobba, however. 89% zone contact, double-digit barrel rate. Kansas City's starting to show that stuff, right? The K rate a bit too high. The walk rate a bit too low. Is why we don't, we're not betting on them. Fire Sports said they kill Evalde. Likely. that you got to get your money down if you think so, right? Because um, Kansas City definitely dog in this one. But I'm going to let it go. I'm going to just stay with my boy, Nasty Nate. Let's wrap it up, do the last game, and then we're going to circle back and do some a blitz on the front of the board for all the people. Thank you, everybody. Rate, review, and subscribe. Audio only pod. YouTube people smash the like button. It just matters way more than it should. Leave a comment if you want. I, I'm trying to get to them. I carved that a couple minutes yesterday just to get to the people that did it. I appreciate it. Somebody dropping cork stats references. Hello. All right, last up. This one, I got nothing, but we'll do it anyway. It is the Dodgers and Z Giants. Right, Clayton Kershaw along in the tooth at Alex Canacorn on a cob. This one I would probably have as an under. Algo with green. I just don't short the Dodgers. If you don't care about the jersey, you can go under on this one. I'm not doing it also. I don't like to go under 3.5. Maybe, like maybe if it's four, but then you're still playing for a push, which I don't like in the first place. I'm not going to pay juice to go under three and a half. It's just professional baseball. And there's bad calls and errors and stuff. Plus Babbitt. So it's like thanks, but no thanks. Kershaw's been excellent. You know, what, what else is new? So far this year, just decent, but I think better times on the horizon. 315 Sierra, 4% walk. This is Clayton Kershaw. 53 ground ball. He's given up a couple of runs. That's usually not in his character. San Francisco has has hit the ding-dongs. They do have the power stroke going. San Francisco, so far this year, 44% hard hit, 11% barrel, 344 team. Wall, but they do have 18 home runs as a team. Dodgers also hit for power. But Alex Cobb's been awesome thus Far 113 whip 253 ERA 267 Sierra 2% walk rate 90% contact in zone contact, which is extremely high, but only 35% hard hit. He has gotten barreled, they haven't turned it into much yet. But I do like what we see from Cobb. I thought the defense behind him was gonna really sting him. It hasn't been in, it hasn't been the case yet. Hold on, Jordan. We're gonna get to the front end in a minute. Let's just get out of here on this one. I'm just really not digging this one. I kind of want to watch it. Bit of a statement game in division. You're curious to see Kershaw versus the Giants offense. Right, Giants offense kind of doing the sell for power thing. I mentioned the hard hit rate in the barrel. The flip side of that is league worst K rate. So, you know, are they going to barrel up Kershaw or are they going to get K'd by him? You know, my God kind of says it's the latter. Yeah, questions up in the comments, everybody. Let's do it. Let's get to the front of the board now. I'm going to do like, I'm just going to bring up the betting board and do like a my two cents type of thing. And maybe we could put together a parlay. Looking at the full game board for parlays. Again, if I had hits, they'd be on the model. I would have posted them. I don't like to hide stuff. It's just not my style. I never really do that stuff. Sorry, right, let's get down to it. We're going to save some time. I'm actually trying to do a better, better job of time management. Houston and the Pirates up first. I'm going to say you got to think Houston gets this one. They've kind of destroyed righties. Although I missed the start of this one. I should have refreshed my page first. Gonna show you. Well, this that's why we're not covering these games, right? Me and my big mouth. The show wouldn't even be out, and the game's already started. So, like, thanks, but no thanks, John. So let's skip. Let's skip over that one. I didn't check the scores, right? Did Houston, did Houston get to Rich Hill? I would have been leaning on them kind of – Beating up on lefties. No, they haven't done anything in the first, so it shows what I know. All right, let's get back to the board. Gosh. One time, we're 25 minutes away from Padres and Mets. Let's ring this one up. In We're going to get a parlay going, everybody, okay? A .05 parlay. First one, San Diego money line. I saw minus 105, which means we could probably get some kind of even money or something like that. But, again, we're going to pack them together. These are all just edges that I think we have. Stuff that I don't know if I want to put full full weight on, but that I either like the pricing or just think we're going to get. I think it'll be exciting. So we got Blake Snell. I think we have the upper hand here. I think the Padres have the upper hand on both sides. Chalk it up. As simple as that. Let's go. White Sox and the Twins. Geo versus Gray. Too many question marks from here. White Sox also lost Tim Anderson, who I, I really like. 
and really has that kind of glue feel. Also in defense, something we probably don't talk about enough. Chicago offense, just JTH too much. Too many swings and misses for them. I'm worried Sonny Gray is just going to mow them down. I think I'm going to leave this one. Let's move it on. The Yankees, Clark Schmidt and Peyton Bettenfield. This one, too, give me, the, give me the Yankees to win this one outright. I see minus 115. So you get something close to that. As long as five twos can do, remember the 10-cent swing here at call for the pen. So as long as this one is minus 125, jam it in the parlay. Clark Schmidt, I think, gets right. Yankees against a rookie, Bettenfield. I don't know much about him. I just don't really care. And I hate to be like that. It's not homerism. I, we do it to everybody. This is stuff we've kind of covered, right, we've covered on the show that I, I don't trust rookies. He's been really good, but he doesn't have a ton of swing and miss stuff, right? Battenfield never really been the high K-rate guy last year in, I don't know, the entire year, 153 innings, you know, 17% K-rate, 9% walk. So you're going to pitch a contact to the Yankees. Let's get that one as well. So that's two, right? we got San Diego and the Yankees in the parlay so far. I should be keeping track of this myself. Next up, Mariners and Cubbies. I have a wealth in my arse from this one. One of the worst losses I've ever taken in my professional career. I got who cares, right? I mean, I'd almost rather get smoked than lose the nail-biting walk-off because the nail-biting walk-off, you hope, goes your way. The one you lost, you had no chance on. Think of everything in terms of a bell curve. Few guaranteed wins, few guaranteed losses. The rest kind of settled in the middle. We want to win those ones in the middle. We won one in Texas. That was a win in the middle. Baltimore, not so much. Right? We capped that win in the bullpen, so I'm taking that one. Texas, not so much. Right? Texas was tied late, one in the extra innings. Those are the ones we really want to win. We got smoked. So, again, the win was – it wasn't even home runs and stuff. We just got bad to death. It was, it was nuts. I really like Wesneski. He's walking the yard. We got to get off of him anyway. I haven't adjusted my model. I put this in the note. My algo has this team score like two full runs below the total, which you should auto smash, but we're not just a slave to the model I put in the note. I think we need to adjust this, the offensive model, the park model, I should say, to ball, Great American Ballpark in Colorado. I haven't done it, so that's why it's up there, right? You have to make adjustments. So I think I'm going to leave that one. But I had to talk about how we just got completely lumped up. I really like Gilbert, and I really like Strowman. You know, this isn't under to me, but we're at 11. So it's like, I, no thanks. I just – I don't want to tempt the fade again. I'm not going to have both these guys get blown up and have, like, pop-ups end up in the third row. And unders – right, unders can be especially depressing because once they're they're over, it's over. Right? It's over. The over, over – that's a lot of over-under in one sentence. The overs you can always hope for, right? No clock, maybe a marathon, a miracle. You know, the under, once it's cracked, it's cracked. Very depressing. Losing unders early sucks. So forget that one. We still got two. St. Louis Cardinals, Colorado Rockies. Next bet coming up. Let's get the Cardinals to cover up the run line. I'm seeing minus 120. So right around there is going to be awesome. I'll take it. Pure disparity here. Even though I think Flaherty has, is he's sharpening. Right, not what we hope for. I don't want to say full spill of good yet because the guy's got a bit to go. He's walking the yard. But I do think we have the edge over Urania, who I think is very bad. So I think we have the pitching edge. I think we have a distinct hitting edge. I also think Flaherty is kind of sharpening again every single time. Agree. Listen, Javon, super sharp. Get that up there. Javon, I, I might be shooey. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounce. I'm sorry. If you put uh, phonetical stuff out, I will make sure to say it correctly. Yeah, but you're always winning your under until it loses. Amen to that. Amen to that. I like unders. I bet unders. But that is the whack part of it. And again, remember, so this is a great point. But where I counter is it's falling under those umbrellas of the things I don't tempt. Like I don't go under in cores. I don't go under in Cincinnati. So it's not that I won't go under. It's I don't go under with the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Astros. Right now, it's getting to the Cardinals, and soon it'll be Wrigley. But that's where it's going. And again, so you're not wrong. You are correct, sir. Hi, oh, you are correct, sir. But it's just more about that. I tend to drop these very strict rules. Yeah, word. Holla if you hear me. Thanks, Javon. Appreciate that. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you you're wrong at all. I am totally not like that word. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm, we're just doing it differently. There are 100 ways to skin a cat without scratching his arsehole. Don't, don't forget that one. 
So others definitely sharp, but right now general offensive trend is bullish. So that's also why I'm trying to stay away. Look what happened yesterday. The one under five million runs scored. <laughs> Again, not that, not that that really matters. So give me St. Louis to cover it up. I think I think they just bash Urania. Now overall, there's now at 13 in Colorado. Hachi Machi Liberace. Last one on the afternoon. We're gonna take the Diamondbacks and Dre and Jameson. To beat Milwaukee and Jansen Junk, is there a better name for a pitcher that you're looking to beat up on? Can we get that one up there, per favore? Per favore. So I like that one for sure because I think we have the edge. I don't think people are hip to Jameson yet. Though he's a rookie, we've seen him. He's got some filth. We mentioned Arizona. I think they're interesting. I do kind of like the Milwaukee offense. But they are striking out a ton team. Oh, sorry, Skip. Sorry, my bad. They are striking out a ton. Lots of swing and miss. Very low end zone contact rate. Now, they have walked and barreled the ball, so that's what we're going to need from Jameson is a swing and miss stuff. Hopefully, we get it done at the back end. The bullpen back there has been pretty rough. Both uh, other side Brewers, I mean, has been good. Try not to panic too much with the Arizona 4-8 ERA. The 27% K rate is pretty good. They are walking guys, but winning in the zone. Again, bullpen stuff, it can be difficult. There are two sides to the Diamondback bullpen for sure. So I'm up to four. I'm using a different calculation. But I'm at like 11 to 1 on this parlay. So let's lock that one in at right around 11 to 1 on the nickel. That'll be the DDP. The the let's call this one the afternoon delight. The ADDP. The afternoon DDP. Afternoon delight. We'll go boom, sky rockets in flight. Boom. Afternoon delight. All right, let's do the afternoon delight here. It's Arizona. It's the Padres. It's the Yankees, and the Cardinals are covered up. <laughs> I know show's getting off the rails. We're pretty much off the hook here. Holler if you like the new approach. That we're, you know, again, focusing on the grand audience. Breaking down games in a way that will help us not just win, but understand things going forward, how to use the tools I provide. Hat tip again, Rob Pizzoli, you man. And then circling back and getting like a poorly, get some action, doing it quick on the stuff that not everyone gets a chance to mess with. We locked in my four out of the bat. You know, I also like Mackenzie Gore and the Nats. I'm not, we're not taking any more action. There was one more, but I do like that one too, plus 140. So I actually like a couple of the dogs here. Like you can get the, you know, Gore did this right. He won in Colorado, so maybe we'll give him a chance to stink this time. Can we recap the plays for today? Here I am finally bringing in the show with a few minutes ago. Oh, Vlad is hitting the skyrockets tonight. Oh, we got the GIF ready. So we know we have the parlay. We're up at 11.38. But again, make sure you're going to get at least 10 to 1. Yankees, pods, cards, run line in Arizona for the afternoon DGENs. Boo! Now, during the day, uh, PM, I should say. Let's move it on. Austin Hayes, home run, drop a nickel on that, plus 675. Adley Rutschman, over one and a half total bases, plus 125. All right, that we have a 25 risk. That we could have went to 30. That's, that's, it's all good. It's all good. Again, one last really important. You know what? Oh gosh, I hope I have one really important lesson before we go. But let's do the recap. Boston and Tampa over four and a half. I think I chased this one the other day. Didn't get it. We're getting it today. Sale and Bradley. Vlad Guerrero is going yard at plus four hundred minimum. I got four twenty five. Make sure you check it out. Bet stamp for the best odds. And then the neat low hybrid again. If you're unfamiliar, right? So when it's a hybrid, it's twenty five of the total bases, a nickel on the homer. And if we're not going for the home, we go 0.30. But don't worry, production crew. You are the very best in the business. Wouldn't trade you for anything in the world, Jay Bird. Love you very, very much. Putting up with my nonsense. So we got a nice recap, people. Got some action. Let's leave with one lesson that has to do with that. Let's call it an execution error, right? And the few dollars, right, that were are lost in translation. And why I didn't care. Okay. It's a very gentle balance between managing your account strictly and like obsessing over it. Because again, there's an element out of our control. Here's a great lesson on the way out. 
that I got from one of the most respected traders I know. Yeah. And he told me, and it's, again, whenever you learn trading lessons, you swap betting the words. And it, it's a perfect overlap. Again, why I think I, I came so seamlessly into this, being very strategically driven in trading. And as he said, John, you know, if you find yourself sweating the outcome of a trade or a bet, it means you bet too much. Simply put, if you care that much about the outcome, win or lose, it means you bet too much. The reason this came up was when I asked, how much do you trade? People often ask me that. And now I have the objective answer for you as far as percentages, right? I, I deliver that. I, I think that's maybe just as valuable as the picks. How to sustain using a 2 to 2.5% daily risk allotment creating your plays, working backwards off that to avoid the road to ruin. You know, that all the stuff that matters. But that's not how much you should bet. That's not how much Michael K should bet or how much insight should bet. And, and that is kind of up to you. Once you've done the math, hopefully you can kind of figure that out. What you'd like to make based on a certain percentage, realistic using all those input numbers. But the main point just just stays like reign supreme, you know. If you're pacing because you might lose, you bet too much. And once you don't care and you truly find it, I'm telling you, man. And I, I hope when we eventually have like the losing week and hopefully not the losing month. That you don't get mad at me. Like, why are you smiling when we're losing? Because I'm a happy dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love my life. I love my family. I surround myself with positive people. You know, I appreciate it. I'm not wed to the outcomes. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care about losing. I can't care any more about losing and winning. But I took care of that by putting in the work and the things that I could control. And once it's all over, you'll find I love to hoot and holler and yell and complain about games while they're going on. But after the third out, I don't want to hear it because we don't complain. And that, like, is the best lesson I can give you more than who's going to win. You know, controlling yourself is is the number one thing, you know, because baseball so long, so many opportunities you never need to reach. You only need to be smart. You only need to bet little, little tiny pieces and click your way up. I, I swear to you, this is the God's honest truth. I now, granted, I was kind of a big money trader. I hadn't done sports betting. I built my sports betting accounts up from literal minimum bet $2. I swear to God. And I do the same thing with fantasy baseball. You don't think I could play the main event? Of course I could play the main event. I'm not good enough because it's minus EV for me because I'm not good enough. You know, I'm a good fantasy player. I'm not a great fantasy player like those players. So I'm going to earn my way in through qualifiers. The same way I tell people to earn your way in through a combine. Bet with demo cash. Even for telling me, yeah, I want you to tell me and make money. The MLB moving average pack is up. I think we're up 4% already, which is obviously great, right? If you're only betting a quarter of a unit, you're up four units. You're up, you know, 16 bets early in the season. Very, It's a great place to be. But remember, make no mistake, it's a decimal point at a time. And I, it's so, please, when you see me show up to work with the Cheshire Cat smile after a big losing day, it's not because I didn't bet, and it's not because I didn't lose, and it's not because I don't care about you. It's just the opposite. It's the smile the next day is what gives us the best chance of making money the next day. Because that's what I do, man. Bring the smoke with the smiles and the fun, the passion, the love, and everything else that goes with it. Okay, so let's get out of here. We're right at the hour mark. Yo, I hope you all appreciate it. Thank you, Larry L. You're just one of the coats, man. I really do appreciate you. The people that reach out, take their time, you know, their personal time to appreciate us. Double thumbs up. I can tell you what. I got room in the old O-ring for two thumbs. So feel free. Subscribe to Call to the Pen HQ on YouTube. Redheaded stepchild of the Hammer Betwork. Hammer Betwork. <laughs> Hammer Betting Network. Hammer HQ also, baby. The big dude with the big mouth and the big apple bringing you all that smoke. Again, we're picking winners. But we're showing you how to get there. Right? The right way to sustain black eyes, bruises. The real way to prove your metal in this. Because if you're wearing the bruises, it means you were in the arena long enough to do it. Anybody could lose it all in a night. We will be here every single day doing that thing we do. Me and you, the Call to the Pen crew, HQ, baby. Monday through Friday, enjoy your games. Enjoy the day when we're done with the book. Enjoy that pay, everybody.
Remember when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. I catch this on the flip side. The big man loves you. Hit us up on Twitter, yo. Love you. Peace.